Hi, and welcome back to Cheeky Crypto. My name is Nick. And my name is Chris. And Nick, what do we got in store today? Well, today, Chris, we'll be taking a look at the market, see what's been going on, uh, you know, take a look at the cryptocurrencies that we're investing in, look at the market cap, look at the trading volume, look at that dominance, um, and get into a few things crypto. We will try to um, have a look at uh, Bitcoin's dominance in detail. Um, if we have a chance, we'll have a look at the stock to flow model. Uh, we'll get into the charts, we'll get into the live chat, see how everyone is doing as well, Chris. I hope that this will be a relatively um, relaxing and, uh, you know, not too strenuous of a Monday, Bank Holiday Monday stream. So we'll try to keep it light uh, where we can. Um, but anything you want to do, anything you want to cover, Chris? Oh, well, you know, if it seems like uh, the, the FUD is sort of drowning away now and, you know, the markets are going to be green and everybody's going to be really happy. Um, blue skies and all that um, but yeah let's see what's actually happening right exactly so uh, guys as we get into this stream if you find it useful informative maybe even entertaining at times do go ahead and hit that like button we both really do appreciate it and of course if you happen to be new to the channel and just stumbled across us where have you been make sure you subscribe by subscribing you will be kept up to date with those new cryptocurrencies the hidden gems the technical analysis and news it is free you'll stay well informed so why not and um, and if by chance the sub train does come by feel free to hop on at any point as well speaking of which i think it may have started um so I'll just quickly mute that so we can uh, enjoy the guitar man in silence. Um, right, so Chris, anything else you want to add or shall we jump on down to the markets and start seeing exactly what is getting on? Let's just get straight into it, Nick. Fantastic. Let's jump down to the desktop. Um, so here we have coin market cap. Uh, we have a $1.6 trillion market cap today, um, $114 billion in trading volume, Bitcoin's dominance at 42.6. So it's actually dropped a little bit lower. Um, we have Ethereum's dominance at 18.7. We have 10,177 crypto currencies chris which is just you know it's, it's a lot of crypto um so obviously guys when it comes to that amount of cryptocurrencies to choose from some of them you know are maybe better than others and it's important that you do that research it's important to make sure that you do not invest in something that might actually just be a scam and that research is absolutely key this is not something that one two three or even four different influencers can do for you this is something that you categorically have to do yourselves it's important to you know canvas opinions out there of course, but it's important that you also make those decisions yourselves as to what cryptocurrencies are worth investing in, which ones that you might want to avoid. And so when it comes to 10,000 cryptocurrencies, you know, there are some gems, there are some absolutely solid projects, but there are also those scams in this space. So be very cautious. Um, Chris, anything you want to add on any of that before we have a look at the actual cryptocurrencies we're invested in? No, nothing, nothing for, for me, Nick. Okay, cool. We'll just zoom out a little bit here, guys. And it is a relatively green day, much to my surprise. This is not what I was expecting this weekend. And not as uh, I think many people were expecting a bit more of a redder day. And we'll get into some of those charts as to why we thought this um, and obviously what this might mean for the week ahead. Um, so right now we have 1% or uh, 1.3 for Bitcoin. Uh, it's been quite volatile, but you here you can kind of get a bit of a flavor as to what was going on. We have 6% for Ethereum, 0.6 for Cardano, 9.7 for for XRP, 5% for Polkadot, 7% for Chainlink, 3% for Litecoin, 2% for Stellar. We have um, VeChain at 6%, Theater down 1.2, Algorand's up 4%, Avalanche is 2%, 
Um, Hadira hash, hash graph here at 0 0.2. Um, Zcash down at 2.3. Uh, Elrond is up 3.4. Zilliqa is up 0 0.2. Um, the graph, quite remarkably, Chris, the graph. The graph is up 14.2, guys. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I like the graph. I really do. I think it's fantastic. I'm just worried about the uh, additional supply that's about to drop. So... Yeah, the graph. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Harmony 1's up 2%. Our uh, anchor here, 2.3. Uh, V4, um, 0.3. Fetch AI, 4.5. Um, down on Polymath slightly. Um, Singularity Net doesn't really count, but 22%, I guess. Uh, we'll probably get into details of what's going on there with... Uh, <laughs> we're seeing it out in it. We have a 1.8 uh, for Solve. We have 5.5 for DSLA, 4% for API 3. Um, Silo's up 3% as well as ShopX being up 4.8. Um, so again, you have the higher cap stuff at the top of the list and we have the lower cap, the micro cap coins at the bottom here. Um, and these ones are the ones that are really highly volatile. They can uh, go very, very fast in an upward direction, but also the same in a downward direction. Um, so there's a few things in there that are, you know, probably worth calling out. Um, the first one is obviously uh, XRP working its way up to a dollar there. Uh, we obviously have uh, the graph, a uh, massive uh, boost that it's had here. Um, but I think uh, it's important that we acknowledge that there is going to be an increase in supply. Um, so the circulating amount right now actually will, I think, go up to six, I want to say six billion. Is that about right, Chris? We'll have to look it up. That, I think. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a significant amount of circulation and supply that comes in June. So um, this is quite surprising to me. I'm surprised that it, it shot up this way. Um, we obviously have, um, where is it? AGI, guys. AGI, this is nothing to really worry about. This is, uh, I think it's caught a lot of people off guard, but Singularity Net AGI, um, they are in the middle of uh, changing contracts right so there's one ethereum based contract at the at the moment or there was and um, for agi that had 1 billion as a maximum supply in order for singularity net to evolve and move over to cardano effectively and in basically usher in phase two um, they needed to create a new smart contract for 2 billion tokens and this is then transferring um, everything from AGI to something called AGIX. Um, so this was what was kind of going on here on the 28th. I think everyone should have received their airdrop for the AGIX. I know I did. Um, I'm not sure what is next at the moment. I need to actually spend some time catching up on my AGI um, you know, blog posts and find out exactly what is going on um, for the next steps with this one. But right now, yeah, that's exactly what was going on here on the 28th. Um, nothing to really worry about at this point. Just uh, you should have had your AGIX um, in your wallets. Unless you're on an exchange, I think that might be slightly delayed, but you should still get them uh, nonetheless, as far as I uh, am aware. So yeah, quite a, an interesting thing going on here. I think it took a, a lot of people by, by surprise of what was going on. But um, yeah, that's all it is, just another smart contract popping up for AGI. Um, so Chris, I think it's, um, probably worth maybe kind of getting into the live chat, do you think, or shall we jump into a few other things like Bitcoin's dominance, um, the stock to flow model and just kind of get a general feel of what's going on there. Yeah. I think we should look at that first, Nick, before getting into the live chat. Okay, perfect. Let's, um, let's jump on down into this. So here we have a Bitcoin's dominance guys. Um, and that's quite distracting. Let me just move that second. Uh, so here we have Bitcoin's dominance. Um, this basically shows us the entire dominance of Bitcoin. Um, yeah, but over time, right? And we can see how it relates in relation to the rest of the crypto space. So just Bitcoin uh, versus all other cryptocurrencies. Um, and this basically then shows you how much of the crypto 
market cap is actually taken up specifically by Bitcoin. Um, so here we have 42.6, okay? And uh, obviously this was all the way down here at 39.2, and it has recently gone as high as 46. Now, this is an important thing to, to measure because this does tell people exactly how much money is out there in altcoins. Um, and specifically, this is one of those tools that the in institutional investors will be looking at to say there is still money potentially to be shaken out of the market. So when it fell down to 39 here, it was a big kind of red flag to say there's a lot of money in these altcoins. It's probably time to shake some out. Let's scare the market. Let's do a few things here and there. And, you know, Bitcoin's dominance will rise. Okay. Now, money flows out of both Bitcoin as well as altcoins. However, in the crypto space, Bitcoin is seen to be less um, risky than altcoins. So sometimes people roll out of altcoins into Bitcoin um, to kind of hold their positions. And ultimately, people sell up their altcoins when Bitcoin's falling like this, uh, or going back up, I should say, um, to basically think that because they think that the bear market's coming in and that's the end of it, right? So they get scared out completely, they sell up their coins, um, and they all get snatched up by everybody else. So ultimately, what you see here is Bitcoin dominance actually rise. It's, it's fallen a little bit, but this is quite common. When we look back at uh, previous uh, bull runs, this is 2017, 2018. Here we can see Bitcoin's dominance fell all the way down to 37. And then from here, we see it coming back up, coming back down towards the 39 level. And then it slowly rises its way up towards 50% and then all the way up to 67. Now, it's not necessarily going to be exactly the same because we have a different number of cryptocurrencies um, and there's lots of different factors that are play a part in Bitcoin's dominance. But ultimately, what happened previously is we came down to 37% dominance and then we rode all the way back up towards 67. There was a few um, volatile moments with this uh, along that journey. And then ultimately, when Bitcoin uh, and altcoins actually had their kind of major uh, blow off and they kind of like really topped off went parabolic bitcoin's dominance dropped all the way down to 32 percent so this is one of those indicators along with some other things that we use here to say this is approximately where we are in the cycle and this was the actual peak of the bull run in 2018 okay so we know that this is potentially on the horizon here before the altcoins actually go ahead and do their their parabolic moves so we know that we can kind of see what was happening in previously and what we can see here potentially happening in the short term right we can see us potentially coming up to 50 percent maybe moving up towards 60 you know it's not going to hit the exact percentages that it did before but it's going to be the same the kind of flow and before we actually drop down towards that 32 percent or 30 percent or whatever it may be when those altcoins finally actually have their their all-time highs and they truly peak in terms of going parabolic so we know that we're actually in the very early stages of the bull run looking at this particular move here which happened in june um, of 2017 so not too far off the timeline either considering where we are now entering june um, and obviously you use this in relation to our stock to flow model and we can see what's happened previously as well so here we can see uh, we've had major correction right and this major correction in 2013 uh, again, happened in about July, July. yeah, it's about July, um, that truly bottomed out before it went again and actually placed its all-time high just up here at December of 2013. A lot of people thought this was bringing in a bit of a bear market and that was it, that was the top. No, that was the correction before actually going off to do this. And again, you saw something similar in 2017. Just here, there's this really steep correction in, two th in July, okay? So in line with our Bitcoin dominance from previous years, so uh, in line with this. We saw the dip just here. And then again, it went off 
at the end of the year, December, to go ahead and actually do its all-time high. So now we look where we are. We're looking at May, so a little bit earlier. I've often said that we felt more accelerated than we had done in the past, and this is quite clear to see on this chart here. We're actually above the value line, okay? So whereas previously we're always kind of below it, minus this little bit here in 2013, I did feel that we were accelerating far too fast through this bear market. So we had a steep correction that brought us back below the um, value line here, and ultimately what we're expecting now is to continue our motion to the upside, placing that all-time high and it will be somewhere in that range at least according to this approximately at about um you know that value being approximately 200 to 300 thousand dollars now that's kind of what this chart here is saying to us and um you know that fifth wave could be pretty uh, extensive now ultimately where does that mean that kind of puts us towards the end of the year beginning of um 2022 but this correction here that we've seen is something that we've seen multiple times over so it's something that again aligned with this gives us a bit of an idea and a bit of a flavor as to what is to come. Um, so really interesting stuff to kind of just keep an eye on to make sure that we're fully aware of everything that's going on there. Um, but Chris, that's kind of the Bitcoin dominance and the stock to flow model, kind of giving everyone a bit of an idea as to what we're seeing within the data, all of this kind of stuff. Then we'd take a look at the charts and um, bearing in mind these fundamental understandings that allow us to then say roughly where we are um, during the bull run. Um, so Chris, do you want to get into that live chat and see how everyone's doing? Yeah, so um, first of all, don't forget to, to mash up that like button. My chubby fingers, um, you know, demand it, I guess, is probably the word to use, Nick. Um, okay, so we had a super chat. Uh, what has it got? It's a, it's a good one, Nick. I, I really like this question, actually. Who will win the race to $1? VeChain, Harmony One, or Anchor? What are your thoughts? That's a really good question. It is. It's um, a really challenging one. I feel that it will be Anchor, and I'll tell you why. Um, I think Anchor will win, win the race um, only because it has a lower circulating supply. Okay, so I think it will take less money to get there. So as things really start to move and people start to invest quite heavily in some of these projects to get a lot of FOMO, I do feel that Anchor is probably the first one to get to a dollar because it takes less money to actually get it there. Um, then Harmony won. Um, you know, has a true potential because again, that circulating supply, is, I think is like one ninth or one eighth of, uh, of VeChain's. So it takes a lot of money to move VeChain, but with everything VeChain is doing, it's hard to think that that thing won't get there. And again, the technical sign kind of support that. Um, Harmony One, I think um, it could be fantastic. And I, I do want to see a $1. I think it has the potential to do so. Um, so really interesting to see how things develop with Harmony One. And I think Anchor, again, has true potential to get there and i think it takes very little money to actually to do that i think it's about 6.9 billion dollars to to get anchor up to uh to a dollar so um bear in mind it's less than a billion dollars right now um i think it's definitely something that's possible chris what's your, yeah, thought? what's your um, thoughts so my thoughts yeah they align to yours anchor the other thing that you didn't mention about anchor is obviously the fact that lots of it's being locked away uh in eth nodes now as well so you you've got that element uh, i think sort of boiled up with the fact that um, it's more accessible. It's on Coinbase as well. Again, just makes it more accessible for for people that are, you know, newly into the market, but have done their research and think that Anchor is a solid project. Uh, so so I expect that one to, to, to do it first, um, followed by Harmony One. I expect all of these to, to do it, Nick, and you know I'm bullish on all three of mm -hmm. these projects. Uh, Harmony, again, uh, I think it will. I think, you know, to 
we, we're to expect a, a listing on Coinbase, which again will make it more accessible. We know that they're working on their, their marketing. The the biggest for me is the the adoption side of things. I think there will be adoption. Uh, it's just not at the pace that I would expect, bearing in mind how far ahead they are um, to, to some of their competitors in, in the tech side of things. So yeah, I, like I say, I think all of these are going to get it, followed by VET. I mean, we did a video earlier just sort of clearing up some of the FUD that we've been hearing from other influencers in, in the space as, as well as what we're seeing on, on Twitter and stuff around uh, fake partnerships. And uh, it is just laughable. But, you know, watch the video if you, you missed it earlier. I'm not sure if notifications went out today or not. No, um, we see, do seem to be having uh, notification problems again. Um it, it appears that some notifications go out, some don't. Um, so do let us know in the live chat if you've received notifications recently. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fantastic projects. I think all of them will, will hit a dollar. But I do think it would be in the order of Anchor 1 and VeChain. The same as Unit. Fantastic. For the, for the same reasons, really, to, to be honest. Um, I, I think they all have the um, ability to get there. And uh, yeah. It's literally just which one gets there first, which I, I do think will have to be Anchor. And I think they're all incredibly undervalued at the moment in the yeah. market. Um, and we did a, a video the other day on on Luna as well. And, uh, you know, I think that's undervalued currently as well, to be honest. Fantastic. Um, okay, right. What else have we got in here? Let's have a look. Lots of uh, let's get into it. I think people like that. <laughs> we get mixed reviews <laughs> yeah um one price prediction well i don't know we got called moon boys the other day for for calling out 48 cent what are your thoughts nick <laughs> um right i think one harmony um this year during the bull run because i still think we're in a bull run has the potential to go you know between that one dollar and two dollars i still feel quite comfortable with that do you chris Oh, easily, yeah, easily I do, yeah. Like, I, I just find it quite, quite amusing. Some of the comments, like Moon Boys, like those channels calling for a forty dollar Harmony One. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like jokes aside, uh, Harmony One, fantastic project. Uh, it, it's easily going to hit the the targets that we're talking about. You know, we expect it to to happen. And and you know, if you go right. To, to, to when we started this channel and look at some of the Har Harmony One um, videos that we did and the price predictions we were talking about back in October when we started the channel, they haven't changed. Mm. Yeah, they, they just haven't. Um, our expectations, if anything, we've got more bullish. We've extended our positions over this period of time. Obviously, we've got the pull because we really believe in the project and the team and the tech and, and you know all of that. Uh, the community as as well because it's a fantastic community so yeah, there's no reason why it, it shouldn't get to to the price targets that, that we've been talking about anything you want to add nick i think you got that quite well awesome okay it's a change <laughs> um <laughs> v chain uh yeah gotta love v chain um okay there's another super chat here uh what we got um zero x appreciate that uh theater question mark so do you want to do some TA on theatre? Sure. I don't think I've looked at, um, at theatre for a while, so let's bring it up. Okay, guys. I pronounce it wrong. <laughs> uh, let's see what we can find. Um, theatre. 
to the USDT. Let's uh, take a look, right? So obviously I haven't looked at it for a while. So this is the hourly chart. Um, so it shows us quite a bit of a, a picture. Let's just go up to that daily um, and bring this back down. So you can see it's been a while since I've actually properly looked at this one. Um, so let's just delete everything off uh, and see exactly what's been going on here. So uh, this is, yeah, theater to the USDT daily chart. Binance is the data source. And we can obviously see that run up to the top there. And we can see how it actually had a second peak just after this one. Um, and then obviously had the, the corrections as many have done as well. Now, the interesting thing here is there's a rejection point just here. Um, so I'm gonna just quickly uh, grab this and throw that on to there um, and see, well, we've got a couple of uh, supports being found here and previously resistance. So we found resistance at this point. Um, let's also throw on um, the Fibonacci retracement. I'm gonna take it from this level down to this level and find out that rejection point was also kind of in line with our 50% retracement area. Uh, and again, like always guys, what we're looking for here is to try to bring in, actually it's the 702, probably more likely yet. Um, so here, if we take it from this high here on the 17th of May, down to the low that was achieved on the 19th, the retracement we were looking for was to get above the 786 and get that close. Um, so the other things that we've been doing on those other videos is just grab this yellow box. So our entry point is just down there and our exit point is above this yellow area. And um, so obviously we entered the box in the same way that One Harmony did and found this resistance um, and then failed to kind of um, yep, get all the way through and uh, basically has had the pullback. So right now it's actually resting on that 382 area um, and there is a bit of an upward trend and a downward trend as many of these um, particular charts are currently forming triangular wedges, which is really visible on the um, hourly view. So if I just jump down into that hourly um, and just zoom on out here, what we can see is there's a, a trend line forming on many charts. Uh, so we take that low point and we throw this up, we have this trend line forming up here. Uh, obviously it's very, very steep, okay? Um, and again, you could argue that we just cut that there. Um, and then obviously on the downward side, we also have a similar one, okay? And it's really forming quite strong motion to the downside. Um, so let me just grab hold of that. And what this is doing is it's then showing us an approximate kind of time frame and when things are likely to change. Uh, just make sure I grab these in the right spot. There we go. Right, so it's approximately here, which then puts us around this week coming, something is going to happen. One of these trend lines is stronger than the other. I don't generally like trend lines too much, but um, here we can find good support area, and here's obviously the good resistance area. We also have our 50, 100, and 200 moving averages crossing over each other all the time. Um, so we have uh, the crosses here in a positive way. We have a cross over here in a negative way. Um, but ultimately, what we're looking for is uh, to basically come down, retest this area, bearing in mind, uh, if I grab my brush, let me grab my brush, there we go, uh, how high we are on that relative strength index, that ultimately what we're looking to do is correct down to this area here before trying to push our way up here, which will probably get rejected because ultimately that's quite a distance to move on the hourly chart. So what we're looking for, trying to move this way before coming back down, eventually you end up with this kind of getting bottlenecked in and then you get this breakout and it's either going to go up at that point because you're low on your relative strength index or it's going to fall down to the downside because you're high on your relative strength index. At the same time, when you get into this crucial area, you're also wanting your volume to support either way, right? If you're shorting it and you're going to be going down, then you ideally want to have that volume um, you know, increasing uh, in, in a really negative way. Um, and if you're looking for that breakout to the upside, which I think many people are, then ultimately what you're looking for is low volume to start with and then build that volume with really good purchasing volume. So for theater here at the moment, 
it's kind of working its way towards this uh, this particular moment in time, uh, as many of these coins are. And again, you can also see loads of different waves and things like that going on here. You can get really complicated. Sometimes you need um, a very, very simple um, you know, trend line just to kind of ground, grind things back into perspective to see exactly how things could play out. So right now we're just trying to see what's going on uh, with many of these coins, including theater. Um, and yeah, I would say with this particular project, um, obviously that key area that we spoke about before. So if I just pull this back up into our daily and um, for this particular one, what we're looking to do is, um, is basically find um, getting above $9.13 and getting that closed candle up there. And um, to do that, obviously, it's going to take some time. It's going to take quite a while to get that amount of momentum back up. But we are low on our register strength index on the daily. And um, the volumes have been decreasing, which is uh, helping to kind of stabilize the price around this 382 area. Um, but ultimately, we need to really push on through not just uh, this downward trend, but also that $9.13 area. Get that close. Once we do that, um, then this should be a good set of targets really to go after. Uh, and again, I would readjust this to about here. Uh, actually, it might be that one up there. Let me just grab that and put that over there to kind of give us a bit of a flavor as to where this thing has the potential to go during that next move to the upside. Um, so yeah, for theater right now, I guess it's one we have to kind of just watch out in the short term. And again, long term, we kind of have a bit of an idea as to where it's likely to go up towards that kind of $55 range so yeah theater it's doing well chris uh, i do like the project i just wish they would maybe change some of their um i guess processes on signups and things like that but what's your thoughts on theater chris yeah uh, like you nick we we probably would have invested and we probably would have uh you know actually been on on the platform had it not been for their sign up process so yeah we should probably revisit and um see whether any of that's changed I think this is just uh, one of those things. It's a, a personal thing, isn't it? Rather than, you know, sort of saying that this project isn't going to be successful. Because to be honest, if we got in, we probably would have done quite well, right? Yeah. Because we, we were looking at it really early. So it's one of those. Sometimes, you know, the, these projects, they're great opportunities. Um, sometimes they're just not an opportunity until they are an opportunity. So maybe that's kind of uh, the, the story for, for, for this one for us. Um, but I think it'll do really well, Nick. Fantastic. Super. Okay, back in the live chat then. So we've got a super chat here from Lee. Silo, end of year price prediction. What are your thoughts, Nick? Um, so this one has true potential, but it's just not getting any traction at the moment. Um, I do feel that it has the potential to quite easily get to a dollar based on you know, circulating supply, etc., um, And the things that it is trying to do as a use case is really quite good. And um, the problem that I have with this one is it's not really easily accessible on many uh, exchanges. So I'm kind of left with thinking it's actually going to fail a bit short this year, um, which is unfortunate because originally when we kind of uh, got into this one, and I still hold a very good bag of this particular project, is um, rem actually readdressing my uh, initial kind of expectations uh, along with the way that it's currently been performing um, from you know an actual use case point of view. not I don't mean market-wise, but I mean like fundamentally. Um, so I do feel this one has maybe an upper limit at the moment of about 40 cents. I'm not sure if you align to that, Chris. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I feel similar. For me, this was a long-term investment. So, you know, I'm, I'm not in a rush to, to you know, see the, the, the project price move to 
to some of those you know dollar dollar marks and and, and higher um, for for this bull run. I just kind of feel like it, it's one of those. It's probably going to be more for the following bull run personally. But you know, I, I'm still going to take profit because we're going to make profit on this one. I think it's a, a great project and it's going to do really well. But it's more of a long term one for me. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think I think it's a fantastic project. Everything they're trying to do, uh, I just it just needs to be. I feel on uh, more prominent exchanges uh, to really truly get some some traction with it going. Um, I don't think that's slowing the team down any though. They're doing some pretty good work. We've obviously had some fantastic news come out recently regarding staking and nodes and things like that. Um, we just need to see you know a bit more adoption on it, really, don't we, Chris? Yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, adoption is, is, is one of those things you're probably going to start hearing us say quite a lot. We, we, we've talked about marketing and and that side of things and how important it is. And, you know, there's, there's some projects that do it really, really well. And there's others that are just purely focusing on, on the tech and, you know, their milestones and all that sort of stuff, which is again, really, really important, but it kind of needs to be sort of a balanced approach in my view if not balanced you need to have a team that's big enough to to do both if that makes sense nick because <laughs> you know we look at these projects and you know one harmony is a, a a really good example of this in the respect that the, the tech and the team they're just awesome they're out of this world um, but the marketing just hasn't got the the traction just yet which is impacting the adoption this this project should have mass adoption already it's it's light years ahead of some of the the projects that are doing the same stuff and i think it will come i'm i'm not worried about it in any way i just i think it's a really good example of like you know projects that are focused heavily on on sort of getting the 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 actual tech to a certain point you know and they haven't sort of had that 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 perfect balance of of ad- adoption that should come with it I don't know if you align to that. Yeah, I do, Chris. Yeah. So I'm getting distracted because I've just cut my foot. So I might just go clean it up. If you get into the live chat, Chris, I'll be back in a <laughs> terrible, second. Terrible. Terrible. Um, okay. Um, so accident prone, Nick. Um, okay. So what else have we got here? We've got um, USDC, too much Coinbase related. Not sure. I think I might miss something there um what's the buzz around tell yeah it's for, for me it's a it's a good project we would we, probably do a video on this one shortly i really do think that this is a, a project to to keep your eye on lots of talk around this one particularly on like twitter and uh it'd be interesting it'd be interesting to see how it sort of uh does coming out of this this sort of uh i i guess retrace as i'm gonna call it rather than dump um Telcoin signed a contract with, I'm not sure who that is. Haven't read the details completely. I have to have a look at that one. Polygon end of year prediction, Nick. Look at that for timing. Look at that. What, what was that? I didn't quite hear. Polygon Matic. Polygon Matic. End of year price prediction. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, true potential. Let's take a look at the charts and see what it's um, showing us, what it's predicting cool um okay cool let's um let's find matic okay cool right so we obviously entered this yellow box we went through it but we didn't get the close so we can see that quite clearly here and this is just the uh, this is matic uh usdt daily chart binance as a data source um so right away we can see that uh we 
we pursed through it, but we obviously had the pullback, right? And then we're trying to go back through right now. Um, volume's obviously decreasing, so we're kind of really running out of steam with this upward motion. Um, but what is interesting about this one is it doesn't really have a, um, a a complicated Fibonacci retracement, as in we already are at the top here. We had the retracement um, after that fantastic run to the upside. Um, so we can start to see this thing really move on, moving on. Now, what we can do is we can actually pull this up and we can see here for, for Matic, it actually has a top Fibonacci extension of $9.07. So some pretty good predictions there for, um, for Matic. But on that journey to the upside, we do obviously have to go fast the first price prediction, which is $3.92, followed by $5.89, $7.85, and then $9.07. Now, personally, I'll just grab my box again. I personally like to find a good area within this bracket here um, as a good example of where I like to exit um, or take you know a certain stage or a certain percentage of my portfolio out of play. Um, and this is just because this top extension, it, it happens, but sometimes it doesn't happen, right? So there's, there's a probability that it will happen. So I like to make sure that we kind of exit somewhere around here. It's one of these comfortable areas. And if you have a little bit left in your portfolio, just in case it tops and hits that one there, then you can exit as well. Um, but I like to, to really focus in somewhere between the 2.618 and the 3.618. Um, and you can choose any random number is how I like to do it. I don't want to choose a very specific price point. I don't want to choose a psychological price point. I choose a very random number somewhere between the two of these things. Um, and uh, then away I go. And because I know that it will probably hit that level. Um, but obviously when it does, there'll be high pressure on exchanges and stuff like that. So um, for me, that's what I like to aim for. We've got uh, $9 at the top there, and I like to leave a bit in the, the portfolio just in case. Um, otherwise, this is doing pretty well. It's a shame we had the rejection from here, so we are pulling back a little bit. Um, but one thing that's obviously quite important is we are setting higher lows on that journey. Um, so I don't think it's going to be too much more, and we should be actually going through this box. If we go take a look at this on the hourly, here you can see that we're finding um, pretty good support along this 50 moving average. The resistance is coming in here on the 100 moving average. And yeah, look at that. We're getting squeezed and we're breaking up to the upside. And we can also see that from our Fibonacci, uh, sorry, our, our relative strength index, that we're actually in a pretty good position here as well, just about the midway. So plenty of room to grow. And um, so it has true potential to go all the way through this yellow box in the coming days. So really wanting to see how that one plays out. But Matic, yeah, I reckon it has a pretty good potential to head up towards that $9 range. And obviously I like to sell on the way up. Um, and if you miss that, there is a way to obviously sell um, after a correction has happened. Um, and do check out the members section if that's uh, of interest to you guys. Perfect. Thanks, Nick. And then we've got a super chat here from Peter. Uh, Teva is up 0.04% and took third spot on coin market cap. <laughs> <laughs> What's your end of year prediction, Nick? Uh, I'm going to do some TA uh, when we hit 100,000 subscribers. I'll do not only will I wear a Hawaiian shirt, I'll do a TA on, on Tether. Yeah, uh, I think it's so, worth doing. It's a lot of money to be made out of Tether, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to get people sharing and people subscribing because we we need to see nick in that hawaiian shirt with my face all over it should be uh should be worth the sub um okay what else we got um thoughts on ersdl so i think this is um is this un federal reserve nick if i remember rightly um i am not sure chris 
not sure about this one. Let me have a look. Yeah, it is. So this is um, a DeFi project, Nick. Um, I have been looking at this one because I am interested in in getting into a DeFi project, um, but I haven't completed my full sort of assessment on it to, to be quite clear. Um, I have looked at the team though um, of a whopping two people, <laughs> um, but look solid. So you got one from, from a technical background, if I remember, um, I can't remember the guy's name actually, to be fair. Um, and then one from, from a financial background. I mean, uh, Wells Fargo was one of the places I think he worked at. So yeah, it, it's one that I'm still looking at. I really sort of don't want to say too much just yet. I think um, it's one of those that, that is on the list, one that we are looking at and um, expect a review video shortly, really. Have awesome. you had a chance to look at this one, Nick? Not at all, not at all. But uh, yeah, we'll get into it now. You're uh, you're coming full time, so uh, yeah, yeah full time crypto. Whoop whoop. Um, okay, and another super chat here, Nick. Uh, really appreciate these uh, anchor price prediction. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, anchor, like I said before, we kind of mentioned my expectations on anchor were for it to go. Um, to you know around that dollar level quite comfortably and i think it even has the potential to go upwards towards two dollars um, and there's lots of fantastic things going on with anchor that kind of help support that and um, from a technical standpoint um and i can bring up the charts let me just do that quickly um so from anchor's uh, chart here this is anchor usdt daily chart binance is a data source here um we can see that it actually has a top extension of about 69.5 i don't think this is actually accurately um, representing the true potential of Anchor. Um, and this is because Anchor has been kind of changing the game a little bit. Um, and the reason that its corrections seem to actually hold up quite well, I believe, was because they're actually locking up Anchor to support um, ETH 2.0, right? So if you wanted to spin up an Ethereum node, then you could basically stake uh, 24,000 Anchor to be able to run that node. So by doing that, you're actually taking more out of circulating supply, which obviously means if their demand increases significantly enough, you could potentially push the price up much higher. Um, and as a result of that, I do feel that this is not necessarily representing some of those fundamental things that you're also seeing within the space. In the same way that you have uh, you know, Fibonacci extension levels that I don't feel are 100% accurate for things like Cardano with smart contracts rolling out with everything happening in um, you know, card uh, in Africa and Ethiopia, Tanzania. Um, these are the things that are not really represented when you take a look at from things from a technical point of view. So I think there's a couple of external factors that um, that could benefit anchor holders um, above and beyond what we're seeing here. So I do feel that there's a worst case scenario uh, in my mind anyway, uh, at least my personal opinion of about 69.5, so about 70 cent. But I do feel that will probably more than likely end up above a dollar. Um, and again, it doesn't take a lot of money to actually do that, considering the amount of uh, Anchor that's actually currently being locked up to basically run Ethereum nodes, um, amongst other nodes as well, of course. So I do find that, um, yeah, it's very well positioned to do quite well. It's obviously number one validator for Binance Smart Chain. Um, and I do feel that it's going to perform incredibly well above and beyond the Fibonacci extensions. But right now, that is what we have from a technical point of view. So I'd have to kind of say from technically, it's 70 cent, but I personally feel that it's likely to go a little bit higher. Um, and again, like we have done with other um, areas here, we obviously have our Fibonacci 
retracement tool with our yellow box here, just trying to indicate what area we're looking to push in through as well. Um, but Chris, anything else you want to add on on the anchor side? No, just a, a solid, solid project. So we expect big things from, from Anchor. Uh, it hasn't really let us down so far. We got in at just the right time. We obviously let you guys know at the same time we were getting in. Um, so, you know, if you got in at the same time as us, then yeah, you're still in a, a really profitable position, even with, uh, you know, the bottom coming in. So, yeah, you can't be unhappy with that. Um, but, you know, I still see this one. I mentioned it earlier as undervalued. So it, it's still a bargain in my eyes. Um, okay. So, Nick, uh, another super chat here. Can we uh, have a look at Digibyte? Um, so I think it's thoughts on Digibyte. Apologies. So what are your thoughts on Digibyte? Um, I haven't actually spent too much time looking at it. Again, Chris, this is one that's on our list of projects to really review. And it's awful, really, because it's been around for quite a while. And yet we've not really spent any time or a decent amount of time, Chris, actually looking at it. Have you got any good thoughts? Have you managed to have a, a look at Digibyte yet? Yeah, I mean, I have looked at it in the past and it really wasn't one for for me, not for for any other reason than we're in projects already that do very similar things. And, you know, the markets, it's quite a big market in the respect of there's lots of little, I say little, lots of projects, you know, in, 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 in buckets that I put them in anyway, you know, that are doing very similar things. So yeah, for me, this wasn't one that I was going to invest in, but it's not because it's not going to do well. I think, you know, potentially it will do, do all right. It's just, um, yeah, I was taken with, uh, other projects. So, but yeah, it's one that we need to do a review on. You, you're going to start to see more and more review videos on, on some of these projects because obviously I'm going to be full-time in crypto. So um, there'd be no reason not to, to get into some of these. Yeah, I'll make him work on it, guys. Don't you worry. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. Um, okay. Um, so another one here, um, Zill price prediction. Should we uh, get the chart up for Zillica? Uh, yeah, we can do. Um, let me just find Zill to the USDT and bring everyone across i'm just going to take this one off for a second there we go cool um so here we have zillica to the usdt daily chart binance is a data source um, and again guys this is one uh, that we actually had an interview with uh, amrit from zillica fantastic interview and um, the project is is one that uh, we've been invested in for a while at first i didn't see the value in it but uh, after doing more research on the project really got to know zillica really well and i really did like it um, so here we can obviously see everything that's been going on with the recent crash here for Zillica. And we can obviously see all the analysis that we had been working on previously, right? So we can see the initial swing to the upside here. We can see the 42-day consolidation, the next pump, the 24-day um, consolidation, and then obviously the move to the upside here recently, and then we had the pullback. Now, uh, what we were moving on was a Fibonacci retracement tool from this initial move of 31 days. Um, and this obviously took out the first price target, the second price target, and then obviously we had the breakdown from here. So what I am going to do is I'm actually going to remove everything off of this chart so we can see a bit of a cleaner view. Um, and this one obviously then shows us where we are likely to end up, right? So we obviously have the peak up here, which was almost a double tap, but this actually was the true peak for Zillica. And it just happens to be just up there. So it's almost like a double tap on that area 
And then you know that's going to be a bit of a major resistance line. Um, just by looking at that, you can see exactly what was going on. Um, and obviously we had the breakdown. So if we go ahead and throw the Fibonacci retracement tool on, again, it's going to be taking that high point there to the low point down here of the recent crash. And we can obviously see what's been happening since that, right? So we obviously see that we went all the way down. We came back up to the 382. And we've consolidated down a little bit lower here. Now, what's interesting, if I just uh, go ahead and grab this out for a second, um, grab my trend line again, like all the other areas, we can see this really steep incline kind of forming. And we can obviously see a really steep decline that's been forming, right? These are pretty obvious to see. It doesn't really take a, a line to actually show you this. And if I bring that down, we can get a bit of a, a deeper view, right? So we have the downward trend, we have the upward trend, and these things are coming together like we saw with many of these other projects um, around the, the 2nd to 3rd of June. Then you're going to have either a breakup or a breakdown, right? And what's unlikely here is when you're setting these higher lows like this, um, and then you're obviously setting these lower highs, you know, you're, it's really inconclusive. There's technically more touch points on the, the downward trend than there is the upward trend. But for sure, we're going to end up with one way to know um, by the third, which trend is stronger. Is it the upward trend or is it the downward trend, right? So we're going to know for sure in just a couple of days from now. Um, so what we're looking for here with Zilliqa is obviously to get above um, at 21.6 cent, get that closed candle up there. And then this obviously shows us extension levels up towards 90 cent as well. And again, with Zilliqa, there's a few things um, that are happening in the space that could help extend that a little bit further, but there's not too much, right? So from a fundamental point of view, there's a lot already there. Um, it's already in use that would have helped drive this current high. Um, there's nothing new that would help potentially push it further. Um, and as far as I was aware, there wasn't anything major um, you know, to come out in the near future. If I'm wrong, fantastic. So at the moment, this is looking like a top extension of about 90 cent. Um, and again, just below that's about 77. So there's some pretty good targets there for Zilliqa considering it is currently 11 cent. Um, but unless I'm missing something fundamentally that could help extend that a little bit further, I do feel that's probably where it's going to end up um, settling at the top by the end of the year. Um, but Chris, do you have any additional thoughts on, on Zilliqa? Do you think it's going to go higher than 90 cent? Uh, I think it would be a struggle, but, you know, they, they've started to get real adoption, um, you know, looking at the the number of transactions and how, how many have been sort of, you know, increasing over over the last few weeks and months. So, you know, it, it's possible. I think we just, you know, it would just be nice to see some of those price targets get taken out first, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. I do agree with that. Um, yeah. Silica. I, I like it. I really do like it. Everything that they're doing. Amaret, if you haven't checked out the interview with Amaret, do check out the channel. Um, quite insightful. Yeah, it was really interesting uh, for sure. Um, so do check that one out. And Nick, um, we've got quite a few super chats. Really appreciate these guys. Um, I, I guess Ave or Luna, uh, which project is better? What are your thoughts, Nick? Ave or Luna? Ave, yeah. Um, that's a really tough call, right? Because um, they're not necessarily comparing um, apples with apples on, on that scenario. Um, so both are fantastic. And I do feel that the A, uh, Ave is probably going to be the one that would potentially perform better, I feel. Um, but I don't think by too much more. I do see um, Luna being an absolutely key player in the future. So it depends on what your personal goals and aspirations are. Are you looking for short-term trades? Are you thinking this year? Are you thinking maybe longer term? Um, both projects are going to do really well in both scenarios. Um, but from a percentage point point of view, maybe 
Luna might yield better returns over time. Um, but Chris, what's your thoughts? Which one would you back? Well, I mean, for for me, like they're both great projects, but Luna for me is going to be where I, I'm going to see probably the the most gain. You know, for example, if I invest a thousand dollars in both, I'm going to make far more gains on on Luna just based on on where it is. I feel. Um, but let me know in the the you know, the comments below um, whether you agree or not. Um, be interested to to get your views and opinions. But you know, both fantastic projects and are both going to do really really well. I just think you know right now, if I was going to invest a thousand dollars in in one of those, uh, it'd be Luna at the moment. I would have done it when we did the video. To be fair, mm. would be in profit already. Um, but there we go. Okay. Um, Thoughts on DSLA uh, one integration on Thursday. What are your thoughts, Nick? DSLA, guys, is um, it's a massive project, but you do have to have an appreciation of business, I feel. Um, and you even talk you know, other other people uh, in the space um, you know, who are either running companies or working in some form of business sector understand what a service level agreement is. It was even on Charles Hoskinson's uh, recent video, he was talking about having SLAs for um, companies um, who were building code and dApps for Plutus, right? He needs to get some you know, SLAs sorted. And I, all I kept thinking was <laughs> he needs to hit up DSLA and get himself a decentralized uh, service level agreement. Um, but ultimately, I think this is a huge thing for the space. It crosses not only um, the, the real world in terms of you could use DSLA um, for many different things that are actually currently happening right now with just regular SLAs, um, but also things like your liquidity farming or your um, staking, um, anything like that. I think this has truly huge potential um, to cross over so, so many different areas. Um, and it was, uh, was it liquidity farming, Chris, the, the other yeah. type of staking? Is, yeah. yeah, I think that's going to be huge as well in the future. So guys, I mean, we did a whole video with... Um, I forget his name, Chris. How awful of me. Completely gone blank. <laughs> but we did an interview with DSLA. Go check it out on the channel. Um, and again, just like, um, you know, many of these other interviews that we've had, in very, very insightful, very good to understand exactly what they're doing, why this thing is so crucially important and their vision for the future. And ultimately, DSLA, I do feel, is something that's going to perform well in 2021. But I feel it's going to do incredibly well by 2025 when it's heavily integrated with so many projects one harmony integration is one of many um that will be required um to make this truly powerful where i do think it's going to be and um, so watch that space i do find dsla uh, a very interesting project with a very interesting use case that has um you know potential to impact many people uh, in this space and that's what it's about right you see this with many projects and when you're actually affecting things um, for the better um, across many different industries I think it's uh, yeah it's truly remarkable yeah no it really is Nick um, for, for sure um, can we have a look at BNB coin price analysis we sure can um, okay it's been a little while so Let's, uh, is that the subtrain coming in? I can't tell. Let's just jump across. Um, right, cool. So Binance coin uh, to the USDT. Um, daily chart, Binance is the data source, which is 
quite fitting. Let's just delete everything off. Um, so obviously we had that initial run up where we can see all that kind of good stuff going on there. We've topped out just at the top here. So I'll quickly mark that up um, with a horizontal ray just up here. So we know exactly where that upper limit is. We can also see the correction came down to that 200 moving average just down there and was a good area of support on this daily chart. And um, we can obviously see the consolidation here. And then obviously we're starting to see uh, a bit of a move to the downside. Now, ultimately guys, uh, what it's looking like here is again, we have that same scenario where you have this quite steep upward trend. I'm just going to actually zoom in a little bit here um, and just pull that down. And then we also have the downward trend just from up here um, going on down. And again, these things are looking to intersect. Um, and this one's actually not as strong as uh, as the previous chart. So I'm just going to move that a tad and make sure it's approximately in the right place. So it's only approximately like that. So right now we can see that we are moving on the upward trend line. And what's going to happen when we reach this resistance line? Are we likely to find that as too much of a, a strong resistance to push on through, or are we just gonna smash on through it and uh, away we go, right? Um, and that means that this upward trend is stronger than the downward trend. Now, the other thing to bear in mind here is trend lines are you know, quite basic in their nature. They're not gonna tell you too much. So we have to couple this up with a few additional things. So we're gonna throw on here a Fibonacci retracement tool. And we're gonna just pop that down on that low area here. I'm just gonna zoom in, make sure that's on the spot there. It looks about right. Okay, cool. Um, so here we have a Fibonacci, right? Now we obviously know roughly where these retracement lines are. We can also see this 100 moving average here actually crossing across this 382 area of the Fibonacci. Now, the other thing that's also worth noting at this point, 200 moving average is your support line. This has the true potential to be your resistance line. Okay, so um, as this has now crossed over our downward trend, that's actually a positive for breaking the downward trend altogether, if that's gonna be the resistance line as you can see over here. Um, with that being said, the volumes are also decreasing. So we've got low volume, although that's plateauing over the last three days, and that could be the sign of reversal. So we're looking to see how that is gonna happen over the next couple of days here, as this is looking to play out by the 3rd of June. We can also see on this daily chart that the relative strength index is low and primed to move to the upside with very little to the downside. So right now, if there was a breakdown to occur, it isn't got, it hasn't got too much space to actually fall down to. It's more than likely going to end up with that in terms of probability. So it does depend on what the next two days bring. I imagine that we'll probably end up with another retest down here at some point uh, along this upward trend line. And if that's the case, then that would correct our hourly view. If I just bring the hourly view up here, just expand this a little bit. Um, we can see exactly what's been going on. We're actually currently above all of the averages there. And um, we obviously had the 50 crossing the 200 moving average there, the, the death cross that actually resulted in a higher price. Um, and then we're still technically below that point there, but we're looking to get that reversal coming across. So right now we're stabilizing just here, which was another area of uh, resistance actually just forming up this ever level here. I'll quickly mark that up on the horizontal ray and we'll just pop it there. So we can see that area there is the resistance line. And again, this could be extended all the way back uh, and we can see exactly why that is a resistance line. Okay, so on this hourly chart, that's the area to beat. And also we are high on our relative strength index, indicating that we are more than likely gonna have a bit of a correction to the downside. So in our expectations here, uh, although we were slightly wrong about this um, happening today, it's more than likely gonna happen at some point tomorrow is we are gonna have this downward um, or a red day, lots of blood being spilled. And this is just because we need to correct that relative strength index on this hourly chart. And the other thing to point out here is the volumes have been decreasing. They're nice and low at the moment, which is helping to protect the price. So this correction may actually be very, very short in its nature. It may actually only be finding support 
on let's say the 200 moving average or the 50 moving average in which case that could also correct this relative strength index very fast without doing too much damage to the price because the volume isn't there and then that might mean that everything is primed ready to go and take out that next level my expectations though are that we will find resistance at that 382 and we will have a back test on the previous area of resistance on the downward trend before we go ahead and break up again and in the long-term picture, guys, is this upward trend would still hold and we'd see this thing gradually work its way up through the Fibonacci levels. And again, if I just pull this back up into our, um, our daily view here, our expectations are to get this thing above this area here, which would be $593 um, and get a closed candle up there. Now, it's not going to be quick, in my opinion. I think we're going to be a slow burn to the upside and it'll probably be kind of, you know, partway through June by the time we have an opportunity to get that closed candle up there. It could be a few weeks yet, um, but time is the hardest thing to gauge. But once we are through that 786 and we get that closed candle, it's only really uh, a short step away from going to all-time high level and then breaking up slowly. First price target comes in at $993. Second target is 1,477, followed by 1,960, and then at 2,259 at the top extension there. And again, like many of these, I like to see um, something in between these areas here, the 3.618 and the 2.618. This is my sweet spot. Um, and then I leave a little bit in my bag, usually to go after that particular area there. So for, for Binance Coin, I think it's got a pretty good future. We'll have to see how it plays out in the next couple of days specifically to see which trend line is going to be better than the other. Um, but Chris, what's your thoughts on Binance coin? Yeah, really like it. I know that there are some problems sort of behind the scenes, uh, not to worry people, but yeah, it is a fork at the end of the day. And um, yeah, fork of a fork of a fork. <laughs> um, so yeah, th th there are some some stuff that's happening in the background, but yeah, I think they they get all that sorted out. Um, and obviously, you know, on the smart chain we've had quite a few rug pulls and then what's that other one that's happening at the moment nick the flash loans flash loans yeah 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 so lots that's not going on binance uh, it's not binance no, no but but you know it's all of this stuff's happening isn't it so um but yeah i, I think it's going to do phenomenally well um this bull run and in you know the, the coming bull run as well um yeah Fantastic. super Okay, uh, and then we've got another super chat here from Ralph. Really appreciate that. Um, thoughts on UBX? What is UBX? That means a bell, Chris. It really does. I think as well, the subscriber subscriber train had uh, pulled up briefly there, so it did hop on. If anyone wants to subscribe, do go ahead. Um, UBX, Chris, did you say? Yeah. UBX to the USD. I've only got this on KuCoin. Um, and it's so new on KuCoin, I haven't really got any good data points to use. Um, what, what have you got in uh, Coin Market Cap, Chris? Um, so it's super cheap at the minute. Um, Forty-five thousand, uh, oh, forty-five point five six billion in uh, total supply. It looks like one trillion max supply. Yeah, it's not one that I'm I'm overly familiar with. Um, the name rings a bell, but is, um, the, is it the? Uh, it's a DAG protocol, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know too much about it, unfortunately, and there is insufficient data for actually charting it up, which is quite unfortunate. Um, so yeah, it's not like I can give you any good analysis on this one. I'm pretty sure it's one that we've we've looked at, and when I say looked at, we've scanned over it, but we haven't 
been able to to do the uh, the detailed dive on it just yet. Um, and my mouse has decided it doesn't want to work anymore, Nick. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll we make a note of that one. Um, and yeah, I, I guess we'll do a video of some sort on it. Yeah. Um, so appreciate that. Uh, Nick, um, there have been people asking, could we do some TA on Luna and Stella? Um, sure, let's see what I can do for you guys. I'm just going to plug in my spare mouse. <laughs> it's always the way that something would uh, would happen whilst you're live. That's usually the the scenario that plays out. Yeah, it is. I got one. I got one on hand, Nick, just in case. It's the <laughs> trouble with uh, wireless mice, isn't it? Yeah, you can get rechargeable ones, which is cool. Um, okay, cool. Let's uh, let's bring this up, guys. So here we have a Luna to the USDT daily chart, and Binance is the data source. Here we obviously have the Fibonacci from the recent crash, which helps us give us an idea and a bit of a flavor as to where things need to go in order to get a good quality correction moving. So I'm just going to highlight this area just up here. I'm not going to highlight the candles. I'll just keep it clean and simple. So we now have a, now have a target area where Luna kind of needs to go back up to to really go ahead and move on out. And um, we again, like many of these projects, we'll quickly throw on those trend lines. We can see that they have been forming here. Um, to the upside there. Let me just bring this down and make it a little bit easier to digest. Um, right, so here we have a downward trend line as well. We're going to take it from probably that area there. And again, this one has actually not, not played out perfectly well. So we haven't actually retested this upper trend line just yet. So we've always had the, the trend line moving to the upside, but this uh, this one on the downside hasn't actually been extensively tested at all. So this is going to be something interesting to see what happens here by the time we get over about the 6th of June. Um, whether or not we actually test this and find it as resistance or not. Right now, the main resistance that we are seeing here is on that 200 moving average. And you can see here that we've had one, two, three, four candles actually test that as resistance and only one candle here really pushing it as a support line. So the 200 moving average as, a, as a, an entity on this chart is quite important on this daily view. We can also see we've just had a cross on our 50 crossing over our 100 moving averages as well. Um, so again, volumes are decreasing, although that's a part of the macro view. The micro view is an increase on volume, and this is exactly what you want to see whilst you're increasing the price. So this is actually a really good sign um, for Luna here as the volumes are increasing and the price is increasing. We can also see that the relative strength index is incredibly low. It was oversold during this crash moment here and has and has not really corrected all that much and is currently only at 35, which means huge potential to grow to the upside. And if we go ahead and take a look at this on the hourly view, just expand this up so we can see what's been going on here, we can get a little bit of the detail, uh, a little bit more detail on, the, on this particular coin. And um, here we can see that the relative strength index is okay. It's at 57, still has room to grow. The volumes have decreased quite dramatically here, helping to stabilize the price on this 200 moving average. We can see that we're likely to get the cross on the 50 on the 100 moving average here on the hourly view. Um, and again, we're looking to kind of move this up a little bit, but we haven't got too much room to grow and the volumes are decreasing, which means we're gonna run out of steam pretty quickly before a correction is going to come in. Now, one area that I'm going to quickly mark up here on the short-term view, just grab a horizontal ray, is we can kind of see this rough area here as a bit of a barrier. So my expectations are with uh, Luna that we'll temporarily on a short-term come up to about $6.45 and have a pullback onto the 200 moving average. That exact move would correct both the volumes, keeping them nice and low, the relative strength index dropping to a more manageable area, and then gearing up to take the next move to move past 
um, $6.45. And whether or not we'll end up riding the 50 moving average as it crosses over the uh, 200 moving average, we'll have to see and see how that plays out. Um, so let's take a look back onto our daily view bring this down we obviously have that trend line we're going to be paying attention there we obviously have our resistance that we can see forming and, and ultimately what we're looking to do here is uh, move on past and move on up some of these key levels so to start with obviously six dollars and 45 is the main kind of short-term resistance that's currently forming we're likely to push past that up towards six dollars and 94 and up here there's going to be a bit of resistance depending on where that 200 moving average currently sits at that time which could be up towards about seven dollars fifty in that kind of area after that um, the next kind of resistance looks like it's going to come in somewhere in this 782 area and um, which will be anywhere between uh, potentially let's say eight dollars sixty and nine dollars and ten after that again resistance is going to be here at ten dollars thirty six before really getting into this area here uh, well if we can push through our um, eleven dollars and eighty nine barrier of the six one eight there's not much resistance inside this box okay we can see that here's a gap that's been left is exactly where our yellow box is and we have true potential to go into this yellow box fill this gap and then really consolidate in here before moving on out and if we do that then we'll be consolidating again up on this area here about $16.84 before pushing on up um, so there's a good roadmap here kind of you can see it kind of stepping itself out um, during these technical moves and um, you know there's no guarantee that that's going to happen we could of course break down a little bit lower in the short term um, but I am incredibly bullish still I do find that we are nice and low on our relative strength index we're low on our terms of pricing we have established our upward trend we've established a downward trend by the 6th of June we'll know which one's going to uh, be stronger than the other we know where our resistance lines are um, so we kind of know that we can take a nice steady approach over the next few weeks at kind of eking our way out moving our way out of here we don't move in straight lines guys it'll be move up correct down move up correct down repeat 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 um, and then in that you'll start seeing some pretty good motion to the upside um, and then obviously we'll have some extension levels to go after now those extension levels uh, are actually based on the top of this area so the first price target actually comes in at $33.87 followed by $52.41 $70.94 and then $82.39 at the top and like always somewhere between the 2.618 and the 3.618 is where I like to be really focusing my effort on the majority of my bag I do sell on the way up be that the 618 the 2 uh, 0.618 the 3.618 and then I leave a little bit there for those extension levels of the 4.2 two three six um so generally it's good to have a good strategy around what you do there um but ultimately we're looking for that immediate short-term thing here going on the 6th of june working our way up over the next few weeks trying to get our way out of this yellow box um, and then moving up those extension levels which will be pretty cool for for luna um so let's take a look at stellar um, which is xlm to the usdt um we'll just do two on the bounce um, and again this is one that we've kind of looked at before so right up here we actually had um, our upper limit let me just make sure that's on the spot we obviously have our um let me just make sure we get that a little bit cleaner and what we'll do is i'll move it this way um right so oh this is the daily chart for stellar we have our uh, top limit here the correction to the downside and then the retracements that are happening um, and like always we do have uh, our um just put that there right our trend lines i'll uh, just quickly draw those on so from our low level through to our upper level there we'll just zoom on in here make this a little bit cleaner there we go pull that down a tad we'll get a downward trend so we'll throw that on as well uh, we can see that that's actually more likely to be that one there and we'll just make sure that that is in line 
There we go. Um, so again, this one's actually right at that crucial moment. Tomorrow, in fact, is the crucial moment here for Stella. Um, we'll know definitively which one of these is better. And ultimately, if we actually readdress this a second, uh, we could say that actually today was that vital moment um, because that's a very clean downward trend and actually it had the breakout. Um, so I'm going to leave that like that for today um, and see how that one forms tomorrow. If it continues following our upward trend, that's going to be a big tail to know what's coming here for Stella. So that's actually a really nice clean way of approaching this. So a close in this position would be very, very good for um, Stella here. Um, so again, our yellow box up here is our 618 to our 786 area. That's the area that we're looking to push on through. Um, and this breakout event is pretty good and reasonable amount. So we've got low volume, we've got a low relative strength index. So there's huge potential to increase this significantly to the upside, right? There's a bad arrow. And, and likewise with our um, relative strength index. These two things coupled together, nice low here, nice low here, um, and a breakout event like that, we could start to see Stellar's XLM really gain some traction to the upside. Finding good support on that 200 moving average, the 100 might be an area of resistance. We kind of saw that briefly here. Um, and then we obviously have that 50 just floating above there. If we take a look at this on our hourly, again, we're already starting to see that correction, right? Um, so our relative strength index has dropped down to about 52, which is not too bad. We can still get a pretty good traction from there. The volumes have decreased a tad. Uh, we'll just take a look at those candles and see exactly what's going on. Here we can see that motion to the upside today from our lower end here as volume really came in. And this is kind of coinciding with that breakout event that we can kind of see here, right? Back testing on here a little bit, really finding this as support rather than resistance now. Um, and then we're pushing on up, pushing past the 50 moving average, the 100 moving average, finding a little bit of resistance here on that 200 moving average. Um, so right now where we are, this is a calling off period. Um, and if they do get a little bit more lower in, in terms of volume uh, ahead of a closed candle, um, then we could potentially lower this a tad more ready for tomorrow's real true breakout event where things really do move nice and steadily here for Stella. So from a technical point of view, this is looking pretty good to follow our upward trend and not our downward trend. It looks like our previous resistance on our downward trend is now broken into a support trend uh, on the downside. Um, and it looks like we're likely to find this area and hopefully bounce from here as well. Um, so things are looking pretty good here for Stella on the short term um, charts as well as that kind of daily view. The daily view does show us um, exactly what we're kind of hoping to see with that kind of breakout event here, really moving and following our upward trend. We have find resistance um, somewhere around here, about 49 cents, um, just around that area there. And um, a little bit of resistance will be found up here about 53 cent. And then when we really enter this box, we're going to struggle quite a bit. I imagine it'll be quite frustrating before pushing on through. And once we are through here, there's some fantastic targets set out here for Stella, right? We do have um, $1.12, which would be an all-time high because it hasn't even hit an all-time high yet. Um, well, that'll be followed by the $1.65, $2.17, and then $2.50 at the top there. Um, and that's the, the top extension. I do like uh, the project. Stella does a lot of fantastic things for the space. Um, Danielle Dixon leading the Stella Development Foundation um, absolutely does a fantastic job. And uh, I really do like everything that they are doing in terms of, uh, you know, really empowering people. I, I really do like it, Chris. What's your thoughts on Stella? Yeah, really bullish on on Stella, Nick. Uh, obviously, they're they're also in in Africa doing some work uh, uh, as well, and you know how I feel about projects that are doing you know real good in the world and and changing people's lives for the better. So yeah, um, solid project, great team. You know, it's it's going to do well, I'm sure. Fantastic, super. Uh, Nick, can we do one more? Uh, 
we've got a super chat to have a look at ta on etn electronium electronium yeah um so, so maybe it's the last one yeah absolutely um cool let's um let's load up the chart okay guys this is electronium to the usdt daily chart kucoin is the data source for this one uh, again we have that fibonacci retracement tool actually running from the low uh, from the high level down to that low level over here um now again I'm going to actually bring this back in line with our expectations. Let's go and place it over here where we had the initial um, kind of real big breakdown. Okay, this shows us where we're aiming to be um, in terms of our yellow box and where we're wanting to, to really push on through. So I'm just going to quickly grab hold of our rectangle tool. Um, and what we're looking for is this area just here. We're going to draw on our rectangle um, just above that 786 about there. Make that a little bit bigger. So there we go. So that's our target zone for electronium um, and that's going to be where we're going to be aiming to kind of move up towards now we can draw our trend lines on like we did with those other altcoins and again these are all kind of leading in that same kind of path um, and again i'll just bring this back down and uh, we'll maybe went a tad too far there <laughs> uh, we'll take a look at that downward trend line which was forming all the way up here um, and has quite a bit of uh, traction going for it so i'm going to find a good point here it's not there so i'm going to put it about there and there we want as many touch points as possible to make the the trend line as strong as we can um, let me just move this um, but without yeah i think we're about we're about there so it's about three touch points and um, which makes it level pegging right so um, in terms of the number of uh, resistance points that were found against this trend line is one two um three and four actually so it's four support uh four candle wicks touching our downward trend line making that relatively strong whereas we only have three on our upward trend line but again we'll have to see what happens here as we approach the third of june um, and by that point we'll know definitively which one of these trend lines is going to be outperforming the other um okay so from this point of view we can see a few additional things we see the volume's been decreasing over time it's starting to flatten out a little bit so that's going to be key to see how um this actually performs in the next little while and um, because ultimately low volume like that only generally has one way to go and that is of course to the upside uh, which is fantastic now obviously we do have um, a low relative strength index at 35 just like stellar incredibly low and poised and ready to go to the upside so that's fantastic um, and what we'll do is we'll take a look at our hourly view uh, expand those candles a tad and uh, see what's going on there so again here we can see how we're touching our support line here and really going on um, this area now ultimately the fibonacci retracement zone seems to be the resistance area which is almost in line with our 200 moving average we had the breakout wick today uh, with this particular candle and it's doing okay um but it has had a pullback just below again that resistance line so we're failing to actually get that closed above there now one thing to note here we had good volume coming in but it is still decreasing volume over time there was next to nothing in the middle here so this is kind of uh, a bit of a an anomaly um, to what's actually going on. We also have um, a relatively high RSI. It's just above um, 50 at 58. Um, so likelihood here is that we'll end up with a bit of a reversal. If this is gonna be constant resistance, my expectations are we'll have a slight pullback, probably turning something like the 50 moving average into a support line. I don't think we'll come right the way down to our upward trend line, um, but in doing so, we'll correct this relative strength index a little bit. So we're looking for volume to decrease, 
And in doing so, that will help stabilize the price whilst we correct this register strength index down. In doing those two things in the short term allows us to really take advantage of what we can see happening here, which means that we're going to be really gearing up for a good breakout event over this side. So we want to keep this relative strength index nice and low and the volume nice and low whilst we are close uh, this gap here. So the next couple of days is absolutely crucial here for ETN um, and in terms of what it can do. So that breakout event could see this thing going right up towards uh, 1.1 cent. Um, and that's going to be your first area of resistance. And you can see that here. So that's the first thing that we look for. We'll probably get to that point and then have a pullback confirming this upward trend line is still in existence and it's still strong. If that's the case, then we could potentially move on through. Second area of resistance was the 200 moving average. So if that continues, we could find that as an area, a bit of a barrier around the 50% retracement zone. After that, we're entering our yellow box. And here there's going to be a few areas of resistance that we'll end up probably playing around in here for a little while before we've Eventually, everything lines up and we can move on out and getting the closed candle above here it's going to be absolutely crucial to really regaining control over this particular correction and really ushering in the next phase now what I'm going to do is grab this Fibonacci and throw it back onto that high point and show us what the expectations are in terms of where it could potentially go the first price target comes in at 6.2 cent followed by 9.7 cent as the second target after that we're talking about 13.1 and then it truly does top out at 15.3 um, and again, it doesn't mean that these are going to be hit just the same as any of those other altcoins that we've spoken about. But this is the probability that you're likely to go to these points at some point um, in the future after this mathematical equation to the downside. So right now, this is a, a really good kind of indication as to where things are go. You would adjust your kind of price expectations accordingly. Um, and yeah, run from there. But yeah, Electronium, fantastic project. I think it's doing quite a few interesting things. Has been around for a while. Um yeah, what's your thoughts on Electronium, Chris? Yeah, I think it'll do well. It's not one that I'm invested in, but, you know, we can't be invested in everything, Nick. We're in 29 projects currently, so, uh, and we want to reduce that where, where possible, which is becoming mission impossible, to be <laughs> quite frank. Um, but we will do it eventually. We will get there. Fantastic. Well, how long have we been going, Chris? Uh, just an hour and 20 minutes, roughly. Wow. Okay, cool. So we'll probably have to call it there, Chris. What do you feel? I know there's like yeah. more people are, are, are spamming us with, with super chats, but um, we may have to park those until Wednesday. What do you feel? Yeah, I think we're, we'll have to do those on Wednesday, guys. Fantastic. Guys, if you found this stream useful and informative, maybe even entertaining at times, do go ahead and hit that like button. We both really do appreciate that. And of course, if you happen to be new to the channel and you'd like to stay up to date with the technical analysis, the new cryptocurrencies, the hidden gems and the news, then do go ahead and subscribe to the channel. By subscribing, you will be kept up to date with absolutely everything we do here. It is free. You'll stay well informed. So why not? And for those who have super chatted and we didn't quite get around to it this evening, we'll come back on Wednesday and we'll cover those two additional projects uh, first before we get into anything else um with that said i hope everyone has a fantastic day and we'll catch you all in the next one yeah take care everyone